the hottest music podcast in the Midwest. Yeah. You are now listening to Loud Radio. This is Loud Radio. K-E Loud. Take a deep breath. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Loud Radio. I go by the name of She Fair. I am your host, your DJ, and your producer today. This is the final interview of uh, 2022. You know what I'm saying? And we're doing it the right way. I got uh, the owner of Carbon Stone on the phone. It's Naisha Stone. Say what up to people. What up, what up, y'all? What up? Thanks for having me. Man, hey. First of all, thanks for calling in. You know what I'm saying? Being a part of the show. Uh, been working on this for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know how schedules can be, schedules clash or whatever, but uh, I'm glad you're giving me some of your time today. So, yeah, thanks for coming on. No, I appreciate you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. So, um, before we get started, yesterday was Christmas. We recorded on a Monday. Uh, how was Christmas? Uh, Christmas, it was cool. Um, it was the first year, actually, I cooked for myself for Christmas. So, I made um, 
I made some Cornish hens. I have two of them, and then I saw this like recipe, and you cut it open and make them flat. So funny story is, I've never like really messed with like a full like bird. So like it's real life a little body. I was making it dance, and so oh, I was just cracking up <laughs> in the kitchen yesterday. So um, I, I I had fun cooking, and then my dad he came over, so we chilled for some hours. Okay, that sounds like fun. Nice little intimate family time. Um. Now, I reached out to you a while ago to get you on the show. Um, like I said, I'm glad you're on. And you're giving me, uh, giving me and my listeners something a little different today. It's, this is a music-based podcast, but I always like to get other, you know what I'm saying, uh, perspectives on the show, um, podcasters, um, news outlet owners, um, um, you know, uh, clothing designers, et cetera, et cetera, you know, whatever you want to um, go down the line and say. But, um, yeah, like I said, I... Uh, I remember seeing you around UWM, you know what I'm saying, on the campus back in the day, uh, doing your thing. We know a lot of the same people, and I always seen that you were um, a part of groups and projects that was always pushing the culture forward. So I'm excited to have you on today. <laughs> oh, hey, shout out to you. You should have said something if we never, if I never said nothing to you back then. Um, yeah, UWM, I was just there like, I'm going to school and then see, I'm going, yeah. like, I, I, I'm paying for this now. Um, right. you, you you messed up in high school. You you know you always wanted to go to college, so right. it's your time to buckle down. So I met I met like a few people there. You know, went to a couple of parties, but overall, I spent my whole college career like really just doing journalism. And 100%. I really didn't even look up to be honest. Right, and that's what I remember you most for. Cause I mean, with me, I was commuting, so I was down there a lot. But after classes, I would always you know have to go to work and shit like that. So. Um, yeah, but I always seen you around, like I said, doing your thing and um, always a part of projects, pushing the culture forward. And now it's like, now you're doing the, the whole card and stone thing. So it was like, it's 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 nice to see that, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's um, staying in their, uh, uh, their what, what you call it, the lane or your field and just excelling in that. Um, but you're a first time guest on the show. So all my listeners know I got to get a background story from you. So tell us about your come up in the mill, um, some schools you went to, blocks you grew up on, you know what I'm saying, rep your, rep your hood, shit like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, 72nd and Villard. Uh, hey. my, grandma, my grandma, she been over there. She obviously just moved, but she ain't far. But she um, she been over there since I've been born. I think she bought the house in 96 when I was born, I believe. So I've been like over there on 72nd and Villard. Like that's what I like. That's like, that's my home. Like. Yeah. It's, it's like that's everything to me. Um, and it's a duck off. Don't nobody know where it's at. So well, it's, it's now great. They do. <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah. I, I found myself a block party over there, uh, like for my birthday and stuff. But anyway, so um, background on Carbon Stone. So Naisha Stone, um, when I was going to UWM, I, you know, um, I really just didn't like what I was doing basically you know what i mean so i was in school i learned about this field and i found out i was cold at it like i was really excelling and it was people who've been in the field or wanted to do this since i was three years three years old here i come in fresh new out the game and i have you know all the confidence out the world and i was like i found out i was good and i went for it so that pushed me immediately to be like you need you know you need to start getting paid for this so a lot of people think i've only had jobs in media but I've worked, my first job was Chuck E. Cheese. I have dressed up as Chuck E. before. Everyone that has worked at Chuck E. Cheese has it. Yes, I nice. heard that's like an initiation thing, eh? And an initiation, but it's, it's, it's like policy that for everybody that works for Chuck E. Cheese, you at least got to get in the uniform once. And so I remember being embarrassed about this when I was working there. But I look back on it like, bro, you a hustler. You don't care. Like, you real life, your first job was Chuck E. Cheese. 
and you probably left Rufus King every day and you drove from, you know where Rufus King get all the way out to Brookfield and wasn't making nothing, you know what I mean? Right. But it was because of, I was like, I need a job. My granny said, get a job. I think I just turned 17. I think I like had the interview like the day before my birthday or something like that. Okay. So I've been like really working since then. And you know, I used to be embarrassed about that, but you gotta you gotta enjoy the process. And so I worked at Menards, Coles. I got fired from Menards. <laughs> um, I used to be a security guard. Okay. Um, right? Dude, I have <laughs> I have done so much and then but when it got to college and I saw what I finally like I really found my value in myself and I found that the media and once I saw that I was like yeah let me switch this up I'm quitting call so I called my granny and I was like I'm really sick of this job is it okay like if I leave and I've usually called my grandma Ashley's things because she pretty much raised me and she was like this is what you feel like you need to do then do it and so I had literally, I was at calls and I literally just walked out. You know, never looked back. And then- yeah, It be um, like that, man. <laughs> and then ever since then, it's been all media jobs. So um, yeah, I just kind of like, I started Carbon Stone because I started working for these traditional media companies in Milwaukee. And I just didn't really feel like I was growing there. Um, I really didn't feel like they saw my potential. Like I've always had this confidence early on. Like I saw it, like I've always been the same Naisha. And, but now that I've been in it for years, people now see what I'm doing. People now see my talent, but this has been since day one. And so I saw that in myself. And so I created Carbon Stone because, you know, traditional media wasn't promoting the positive side of Milwaukee. So through Carbon Stone, we started promoting positive people in Milwaukee. And then that transformed into now you can cover the world. Now this is how you brand it. This is your tagline. This is how you create a full business. Now you can start doing pitch competitions. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm still learning, but it all just came from, I finally saw value in myself because for a long time I didn't. And once I saw that, I was like, can't nobody stop me. And I still feel that way. 100%, that's how you got to go into it. Um, that's how you got to, you know what I'm saying, roll when you're going into it because if you don't feel that way, somebody going to take your spot. You know what I'm saying? It, it is just, that's how the cookie crumbles, you know? Um, now, let's uh, rewind a little bit. What are some uh, significant groups you were a part of, you know what I'm saying, in high school and college and things like that, that made you want to take that leap into, uh, you know, media and things like that? Mm, funny thing is, I didn't realize until like a few years ago how much journalism has influenced me through TV shows. But like, I really didn't pay attention to like, what journalism was, you know, you just turned on the TV and you saw, you know, an anchor reporter and that's, you know, what you just completely thought the news was. So I thought I was gonna be a baker, you know, I was selling cookies <laughs> in, uh, in high school. Yeah. And throwing house parties. I was getting like paid, like I would make people, charge people to come to my house party, sneak them, you know, my right. granny was done. <laughs> like some promoter <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know I was an entrepreneur back then. I didn't want to even be a business owner. Like I just knew I wanted to go to college. And so um, I used to like write myself letters to get out of trouble. I used to like, remember like putting them under my mom's door or just like secretly writing letters to myself. And so when I was doing research for college and my senior year at Rufus King, that's when I was like, oh, journalism. So I was like, okay. And that was really, that was like really that. And I was like, well, you like writing? Journalism is about writing. Uh, you really don't know news like that, but shit, let's try it. And in my first year, I didn't really like it. You know, second year, that's when, I, when stuff really started to pop off for me. And I really started to get ups of college. That's when stuff really started to pop off for me. But I really didn't, I ain't got no long backstory of like, I always wanted to do this. Like, this has been my passion. Like, right. I love writing. I always told myself I'm going to write a book about myself since I was like 11 years old. 
So I'm still, you know, I'm gonna do that. But like being a journalist, that, that was, I still be looking like. <laughs> <laughs> was that your major going into college? You was a journalist major? Yep, I just oh, literally okay. chose it. And then I learned about it. I, I, you know, they taught me every, UWM taught me everything I uh, know about journalism. Like to like what it is, how to do it all the different fields and stuff like that's like you know when they, that's what I feel like the epitome of college is if you can get that experience I you know I push forward but not everybody got that experience or you know or need to go to college for that for me I needed to go to college to learn those basics some people don't need to do that so I highly advise you know really yeah know your path and see if you if you really want to go to college or not but yeah that was it I didn't really I wasn't in no like programs or you know nothing like that while in high school and college um, I was a part of the Minority Media Association. So me and my old friend Sabrina, uh, we ended up being co-presidents, I think our senior year of college. And so through that, um, I brought Wall Street Journal um, to uh, UWM and um, brought one of the editors here. And I threw a, a free public event through the uh, organization and got people to, you know, cause I felt like national organizations never come to Milwaukee. No, and they never give all. us attention. So I brought this white woman here um, and I was like, and I, and I just, the school was gonna pay for it too, but she ended up her her job, Wall Street Journal, you know, paying for it. And she just came and you know, just talked to students and the news, a uh, few news people, local people came or whatever. I didn't have a big platform back then, so it wasn't a lot of people, but it was still for me. I feel like I've been doing this work for a long time, and I now I'm just not realizing it, saying it now. <laughs> yeah, I brought Wall Street Journal um, to the school through their organization. Um, I created the school. UWM has a resume workshop and I created that and so what that was um, a lot of students they always say you need to go get an internship you need to get a job you know in college like you got to prepare for that but a big part of that is resumes so what I did was I reached out to every um, organization every part of the media that was at UWM so PR advertisement print radio and broadcast and brought like the highest people of those organizations to UWM and had them sit for however long and they literally critique um, whoever came in the journalism students' resumes. And so the school still does that. So like, um, nice. those are the things like I've done like through the organization, but it was just like, I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't know how I got here. But, but, right. yeah. <laughs> Hard work and dedication, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now let's take this, before we go into the next topic, um, UWM, what is something that you miss the most about uh, college UWM and just that experience? My favorite part was when my professors, and they still do it to this day, they get grants, they get funding, and now I'm on the board to uh, approve their funding too. Mm, so nice. but, um, <laughs> they get grants, and it started with my class to take journalism students, so it's a journalism department, journalism professors taking journalist students and taking them um, around the country to go do like real life reporting when certain like life situations are happening. So recently their class went to Puerto Rico because you know, they had the hurricanes. So the teachers are getting grants to fly these students. And you know, there's you know, most kids that go to UWM come from Milwaukee or whatever. Taking these students, paying for them to go travel. Now Puerto Rico, we went to Texas, Flint, and taking these students and literally be like, okay, here's the topic. This is the water, this is the issue. And my teacher would be like, she would show us all this data, these statistics, and we'll go to certain areas. So she'd get us to the areas, and then she'd be like, all right, now y'all go. Some people would do radio, some people would do broadcast, I would do print, 
my friend Sabrina would do photography, people would do videography, and you just go. And you literally go knock on people's doors, you go, um, you go stop at people on the street, you literally go into churches, you do all, and you really just sit there and talk to people. And that's what I miss. And so I'm trying to get funding for Carbon Stone to like, you know, emulate that. Cause shout out to them, because if it was not for those trips, for one, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, travel as much as I wanted to during college. But also like that really taught me honed in on my skills on like what real life journalism is. Yeah, you could call somebody, right. but actually going up knock to somebody knocking on somebody's door, having that confidence, but also being able to be a human being, because these are, you know, tough topics. And so that just taught me so much. So I missed that and that made the people that we went with, the students that we went with, like I will always see them as like, you know, buddies or whatever. I don't care how much time go by. If I see that person on the street, like we, you know, we spent this weekend together because we drove up to most places. We flew to Texas, but we drove to most of the places that we went. And so like, that was like a great experience. And that pushed me to be like, I can do anything. My car broke down three hours away in Wisconsin. <laughs> I left it. And we kept going on that trip. And I was like, yeah, you want this. And so like anything that come my way, I always think back to those trips. Like this is where it started and look how much fun you had. So honestly trying to emulate that fun and you know, that work and bringing the money is something, you know, I'm working on. 100%. Um, now tell us about um, your transition from Wisconsin down to Georgia. What made you take that leap? And was that more of like a personal or is that like a business type of thing? So just tell us about that. Um, both. So I'm 26. I turned 26 in August. Um, I'm born and raised in Milwaukee, north side of Milwaukee. I love the city. Um, and I was able to literally, I've always wanted to live somewhere else. I feel like anybody, anywhere in the world, wherever you're from, you can be from the best city in the world. You got to travel and you have to live other places because I'm learning so much. This is definitely a challenge. Um, I move business wise because Carverstone was never just meant to be just Milwaukee, which is why we've always covered positive news around the world. But we've been local in Milwaukee because that's where I'm born from, that's where I live. Now that I'm in Atlanta, it only makes sense to become local here anyway, with the goal being we become local in multiple places. The USA Today, they're local in Miami, in, in the, basically every state. Right. And so that's what I'm pushing for. So on that side, you know, to expand. On the personal side, I just really always wanted to live in Georgia. Yeah. Like, um, it has nothing to do with running away from Milwaukee. If it wasn't for Milwaukee, like, I've been able to be full-time for three years living in the city of Milwaukee. It is now until I moved to Georgia where I'm like, okay, you have to figure things out because the, the living wage, yeah. you know, living is higher, so how do you raise your prices, doing all that, et cetera. Personal-wise, I just wanted to live somewhere that wasn't as cold. I want to be surrounded by more black people. It's been an amazing culture shock to everywhere I go. It's just black people, black, black people. Yes, you got that in Milwaukee, <laughs> but you can go all around Georgia and the whole state is pretty much activated. And you see black people being successful in every area of this state. In Wisconsin, they'll ask you why you in Shorewood, like you're not supposed to be in the state right. of Wisconsin. <laughs> why are you all the way in Madison? What are you doing out here? You, your right. license place, your uh, your license in Milwaukee. So, mm -hmm. you know that honestly, that that modern day racism. Like I kind of wanted to escape that. If I'm being honest, like we deserve so much more as Black people. We, and especially the city of Milwaukee, we are the state of Wisconsin. We're bringing so much funding to yeah. the state, and they treat us so badly. Yeah, and they wonder why we leave. They wonder right. why we leave. But I didn't leave because they were treating me badly. I have great clients there. Um, I have like, my businesses 
thriving so much in Wisconsin that I can bring it to Georgia. I'm not moving. Right. Harvestone is still doing everything that we've already been doing, but now we're expanding into Georgia, and that's why I think people need to understand. People think just because in a, a, just because I move that Harvestone move. This is a this is a business, and we're local in Wisconsin. We're going to stay in Wisconsin. But y'all don't say nothing about CNN being local in New York. Right. They started in Atlanta. Right. CNN, right. You know what I mean? So I can start in Milwaukee, and I still got plans to do a lot in Milwaukee. But in order to do that, people around the world got to know what I'm already doing so they can help me do even more. Yes, expansion, like you said. I mean, a lot of people got to understand that because people think, oh, you moved and you you being fake, you turning your back on the city. But it's like, like you said, you got to take your brand somewhere else and show people outside of the city because, well, me personally, I feel like Milwaukee, you know, we're getting over that hump. We're on fire right now. We got a lot of viral sensations, a lot of artists and things like that. But it's still a lot of work to do, you know, as far as, far as a collaborative energy, and um, things like that, getting more headquarters, um, headquarters, and you know things like that here, where we can, um, for example, we can go to for podcasts. We can go to like Apple Podcast headquarters here. We can go to you know what I'm saying uh, Spotify headquarters here. We get those uh, those places here. To, we can really become a creative hub, a creative hotspot where people not people don't leave here to you know what I'm saying get on or whatever. They come here for that. They come here to create. They come here to collaborate. So I think we're we're scratching the surface. We're almost there, but like I said, it's a lot of work to do still. Um, now I see uh, you started your own podcast. Speaking of podcasting, um, with the Carbon Stone Weekly Podcasting, uh, you got uh, weekly positive news. You got guests on the show. So, what made you want to take that leap and hop into the podcast side of things? Um, I love this question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, the Carbon Stone Podcast, so it's always been in the works. Just like we started off with online articles and then we started adding photos to our articles. And then we did video. Now we have a radio segment, you know, on a, on, a, on a Milwaukee radio station. So podcast is just adding on to what we already got. We I've already planned to have it at least two years ago. At least two, because people have been asking me for it. But um, I wasn't personally ready at the time. I was still building what I wanted to build out. I didn't want to be known for just a podcast, because if you do something too early, you're going to be known just for that. So I want people to see Carbon Stone as a media company, as a news company, and then right. all the little things that we do. We cover positive news, and these are the ways that we cover positive news. This is how we get this content out to you. But no, we're not just this. We're not just this. We're not just that. So being strategic with that. Um, so, you know, you got to you gotta do stuff in, like, in stages. So it's, like I said, articles, whatever. So the podcast, now it's like, why not? It literally was just right. like, why not? And so for a podcast, it's really so simple for me because now all I do is just have to press record on my interviews. I have literally been interviewing people every day for years now. Mm-hmm. And so now for me, it's just literally now me just sprucing up my look a little bit because right. <laughs> I, I, I got to hop on camera um, and then me pressing record. And instead of me taking notes, because that's how I do my journalism, because I write articles. I literally write in a journal. I got a whole bunch of journals on the wall, yeah. um, in my bookcase. <laughs> and so instead of doing that, now I really get to just focus on the person. So it's way less brain work for me because when I'm when I'm interviewing, I have to think of the question. And then I also have to, as I as you're answering the question, I have to write it down, but I also have to be thinking about what you said and preparing for the next question while right. also writing that down. 
yeah. in order to write to write an article. But with the podcast, I feel like I'm dummying it down, and it's so easy for me because I literally can just sit here and do the same thing I do: do my research, do my, you know, my pre-research, maybe come up with three questions because I like to at least come prepared with three questions, whether I ask them or not, just in case I may fall off or not. And then after that, now it's just about being a part of the conversation, and that's what I like about the podcast. But now it's just why not? literally end up having so much fun because I've been interviewing so many different people around the world and it's just like I can finally I feel like I can finally like just people can fully see me and they can fully see what I've been experiencing so like I feel like an article is great my articles are awesome I'm a great writer but only someone else can tell their story in their best way so by me asking my questions y'all can hear how I ask my questions but now y'all can hear what I've been able to get once I ask my questions. And that's what's been like really cool for me. Like y'all can see like what I see every day or hear every day. It may be different to other people, but I've been doing, this is what I've been listening to like right. since I've been, you know, being a journalist. And of course, I mean, reading the article and then hearing the actual audio or seeing the, the visual interview, it hit way different. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you said, um, for example, you ask somebody a question and you taking a notes and then you put it into your own words, you know, into an article versus um you asking that question and you getting a straight direct answer you know straight from the dragon's mouth you know what i'm saying while it's hot you feel me and i think um that's a great way to go because um you know everybody got different ways that they want to consume things you know what i'm saying so with you you got your articles you got your podcast you got all of these things you know what i'm saying like you said it's, it's a media company at the end of the day and I, I don't know, I, I just really like how you, you broke everything down and then it's all into one, you know what I'm saying? And it really helps um, other people to tap into that. Now, what um, what is something that you love the most? What is something you love the most about the podcast industry? Cause I see you having a lot of fun and you just now <laughs> scratching the surface and uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, diving in, but what is something you love about it already? You know what I'm saying, just doing it besides, you know, the asking the questions and things like that. Um. So, I like that I prepare myself for this without even knowing it. And it has nothing to do with journalism. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. So, what I mean is, I was in the accelerator program for Carbon Stone. Shout out to Young Enterprise and Society. Um, I was in their accelerator program, and that's what I learned what pitching is. Like, you know, Shark Tank, like how you go and pitch your business. And I always just, I never knew how simple pitching was, and I never knew exactly what it was. Like, I saw it on TV, right? But I never saw myself doing it. And how the heck do I get to a point where I, I'm able to pitch my business and right. get funded? Like, that was just crazy <laughs> to me, right? But then I did it. Yeah. I fucking did it. <laughs> I got on TV and I won $10,000. I got nice. on virtual and I won five. And nice. so I took that and everything is a pitch. Since I literally figured out what the fuck a pitch is and these little white kids been knowing this, like these white, the white community have known about like pitching and the art of pitching. You can pitch anything. Like it's not just about funding. It's like talking to somebody. It's like literally, I, it's just like once you learn the art of it, you really can just, you know, you can take over the world with it. So what I like about podcasts is I'm figuring out how when I was pitching, I just prepare how I did for when I was on TV for when I'm doing my intro to my podcast. So how I do mine is like how you do. I just get on here and I say an intro. But what I learned from pitching is I figure out what exactly do I want to say within these 
first couple of whatever, and I just think about right. back to my pitching. What is most important? What's going to get their attention? They need to know the name of the podcast, the little quirky, you know, twerk tagline, your name, and then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And when you're describing this person, because I like to describe the people a little bit before they come on. So what key points do you want to hit on? And how do you do this within like 20 to 30 seconds? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, a skill in itself. You know what I'm saying? But I've been doing it for like a couple of years and I was like, this is so fun now. Cause what right. I told, I told two people um, in the business world, I was practicing for pitching years ago and I had first, you know, just starting out and they had kept making me do it over and over and over and over. They was like, you have to get this right. And I was like, after I do this, I'm never pitching again. They looked at me and I laughed to this day. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's a skill in itself. I mean, you know, I'm probably not the best pitcher per se, but um, when I first started my podcast, going on four years now, um, yeah, going on four years ago, you know, February be our fourth anniversary. But um, when I first started the show, I really didn't have a, uh, a intro pitch like that. I kind of just hit record and I said something different every episode. You know, just like my first couple batches of interviews. Um, after hearing the playback and you, you get your feedback and you you know you want to make your product better you know so um yeah i was like dude i gotta say something you know when i when i come on the show and it has to be the same thing you know that way if i ever you know get new listeners and things like that every episode starts the same you know what i'm saying you know my name you know the show only thing different is the guests you know what i'm saying and what i do is i love to have people come on like kind of like how you said uh, everybody gets to tell their story their own way. You know what I mean? And it ain't just music. We get people from different avenues and different backgrounds to come on. And we all, you know, I ask generally the same questions, but, um, you know, as far as background story and just getting to know people. But then once we dive into whatever current topic is going on or, um, you know, um, ways to, you know, push the culture forward and things like that, everybody has a different perspective on that. No, you're doing a great job. So, you know, uh, I'll be transparent. I don't like being interviewed by people, um, and because I'm just um, I'm sensitive about my art, so I'm a, I'm yeah. a journalist. Like I'm, I'm really picky, but I'm really right. enjoying this interview. So um, thanks for asking me. Like I, I I'm very honest. Like and I love when I can be honest because like some people tell me because I run a positive media company that basically like I have to be positive like all the time, and right. I feel like I'm an overall positive person. Mm -hmm. But I cuss and I get it from my mama. She cuts all the time, so she way yeah. worse than me. Ooh, yeah. she, she horrible. <laughs> yeah, but we, like, I, I love now that I'm becoming more open like with myself and just like in my business, because a lot of times um, you gotta be perfect because like like you said, you're trying to get the funding. Like my, right. my goal is to scale. In order to scale, you need funding, you need supporters, you need all this. And being a black woman, you know, just being a black person, like a lot of times like we have, we kind of, we forced to sometimes represent the whole community, even though like that's not our right. job, but they be right. looking at us in that way. Like it's, you obligated to yeah, do so if one of us mess up, we all mess up. Right. That's not fair, but we all should be able to make mistakes. And so I've been always scared to just be open with people like, with like how I've been struggling, like with being an entrepreneur, you know, all of this stuff. But being on this platform, I've been like, now I'm like, all right, I'm ready to like be open mm -hmm. with people yeah. and just like, Cause my business has been doing pretty well, but me personally is like, 
I don't want to be the just like just that. You I don't know. Keep, you want to keep elevating, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it all looks good. Like, people tell me I always get good feedback on the show. Thank you for what you said. I'm glad you enjoyed the interview, by the way. Um, people always tell me, you know, they give me good feedback. But I'm always here thinking about ways to be better. Like, you know, I don't like that. Or I want to change this. I want to add that. You know, it's, it's so much um, that, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a podcaster, business owner, whatever. It's always something you're gonna want to do to elevate your product. Period. And people might think it's perfect as it is, but it ain't shit. Fuck that. It ain't perfect to me. You know what I'm saying? I can go bigger and bigger and better. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, I said this earlier. uh, Milwaukee is on fire. We got a lot of viral sensations, music artists, podcasts, videographers, photographers, whatever you want to throw out there and put in the bucket. Um, But like I said, it's a lot of work to do. What do you think um, would be the final nail in the coffin, per se, to, you know, push us and put us over to um, being that hot spot that people come to, you know, to collaborate and, you know, uh, create? What do you think Milwaukee is missing? I was about to say, you answered the question. The um, the thing is, uh, collaboration. We are yeah. too, and we're too scared of not being number one. Mm-hmm. Too scared of not being number one collaboration is freaking key. We all are great. We should have no problem going on each other platforms like we're doing today, you know, cover you for seeing this article. That's how that, that's how that works. If I really believe in the story, you know what I mean? Right. And if it's, you know, if it fits the thing at the time or whatever, like work something out, like find a way to collaborate in whatever way that may be. And so for right now, this is me on your platform. And it's, you, right. you know, you elevate through your company. I still get seen. It's a great episode for you. And now we both winning. But right. a lot of times, we see each other as competition and you may be a music person and I'm literally in news, but you still don't want to mess with me. But yet we should be right. collaborating in some way and somehow because we're both from the same city and we're both trying to elevate in our careers. Why can't we just find a way to collaborate? Right. And if you about it, you about it. And I feel like a lot of people just, just talk about it. But like I have been really trying to reach out to people. I have reached out to different media, black owned media companies and tried to bring us together and collaborate. I've done that years ago. It didn't yeah. work. Done it this year and only two people out of like the five media companies that I reached out yeah. to actually came to the meeting. And the meeting was just to say, hey, we all exist. How do we literally get together and be like, hey, Milwaukee Bucks, when y'all have y'all finals, how do we say y'all need to give us press credentials, although we don't have the numbers like General Sinus, although not this, we have the quality, we have the content, we have what we need to be able to elevate your stuff just how they can too. And so in order to do that, we need to collaborate in in every way. Now, to the people that are listening, um, to the, to, to, to like the, you know, like the rappers and stuff in Milwaukee, like reach out and not even just like the rappers, but just like that side of Milwaukee. I definitely want to connect with y'all more on Carbon Stone. Like, I'm like, uh, what's his name? Big Frank. Uh, oh, Big Frank, yeah, shout out to yeah, him. Yeah, like, shout out to him. And like, like. But which one? You got Big Frank, you got Lil Frank, but Lil Frank say he the biggest Frank. Okay, which one with the backpack, backpack? Oh, yeah, that's Big Frank. That's Big no, Frank. Exactly. So, like, you know what? Like, that's cracking. Me and my brother was on the phone yesterday and we were saying something and we both just started singing it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and so how do, like, my platform is now getting, you know, national notice but how do i get the interest of people like big frank to bring you on my platform because it's not just for me so now these national organizations can see you i know you're going viral already but why not and not just him and or no whatever like right. he, he don't no, mm-hmm. no shade or nothing like that right. but like how do we how do i start to begin to get into you know how do we collaborate more like what do y'all need for me what do 
uh, what do I need from y'all? And not, like I said, and this should just be on every level from nonprofits to small entrepreneurs to musicians to like dancers, like whatever, like as a team in Milwaukee, we all need to collaborate, like, and be okay with if somebody's name is first and your name right. probably all the way at the bottom, if it's there or not. But just take right. pride in knowing that you put this on because isn't the overall goal to put the city on? Ain't that right. what we all shout? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the first one to put Milwaukee on. Well, it's been a lot of people first already, so we can right. put that one right now. <laughs> we can literally throw that one out. Right. We can, we can literally throw that one out. There's a yeah. lot of people that made it from Milwaukee. But how do we become that city like Atlanta? You know what they do? They all collaborate. They don't care. They don't have egos. Oh, you can provide this. I can provide that. That's that. Mm -hmm. That's literally that. It's just collaboration. And without being prideful, we all got opinions. We all brain our own way. Let's all make it together. Fuck it. I think a lot of people in Milwaukee are scared. Um, They're scared to collaborate because they think you're trying to finesse them or uh, scam them out of something, you know what I'm saying? Or just play them in general. You know me, uh, I don't charge anybody to, you know, work or whatever. You know what I'm saying? This this, this is just podcasting for me. But um, in another analogy that I came up with, uh, one of my homies, shout out Pete uh, a local R&B artist. He told me um, there's nothing wrong with walking in the door a second or third it's i mean and it's really not i mean if it's if let's say it's a million dollars in this door right here you walk in first you got the million but then you use it to you know i'm saying put everybody else on i don't mind walking in second you know i'm saying just that type of that type of thing uh it's it's really the mentality like you said a lot of people they they close themselves off because um they probably you know they didn't went viral or um whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? And in doing that, it's, it creates that tension and that separation because this person is viral and they don't want to work, work with this viral viral person. You know, like it's a lot of things that, it's a lot of, uh, 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 what's the word? Bridges, you know what I'm saying? That could be um, losing my train of thought here. You know what I'm saying? But fuck it. Um, no, I, I just I'm think, here. I yeah, you know what I'm saying? You feel <laughs> what I'm saying though? It's like, I don't know. It's weird because I talk about it all the time. And it, the more and more I talk about it, the more it's hard for me to explain because it's, it's weird. Because it's just so easy. I just feel like right. it's so easy for you to be like, hey, are you, I literally, I'm going to be honest. I'm be very transparent. I literally reach out to people. I still, to this day, text people my articles. I still, and I have literally national and local organizations that have literally come to Carver Stone and credit our work and then, you know, redid the story. But right. I still take the time to literally know I'm not where I want to be. And even when I do get where I want to be, I still want to be open with the public and still be some type right. of humble or some type of whatever. I'm confident as hell. I know I'm great. I know I'm going to make it. But I don't, I'm not going to make it by myself. And I'm not making right. it by myself. So I still text my articles to my close people. Some people, they just got so out of, you know, they block me. Block me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I text people. You know what I mean? Sometimes you be in people. Hey, can I get an interview? Like, I still tweet people. I still go on people's comments. But I have been in the same rooms in, uh, of celebrities as CEOs and got funded from these people. But I'm still doing the work. And you got to be okay with being open and know that. Sometimes you got to humble yourself and you're not as big as you think you are unless you damn near like Beyonce, Drake, Oprah, right. like Elon, like unless right. like you if like you're these not in top, that tier, yeah, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? But humble yourself. Everybody should ever at the end of the day, everybody should humble themselves. We're not as great. And just because somebody has more money than you doesn't mean they're better than you. And like, you know what I mean? Like we just got to, we just got to be humble, humble yourself, but know you bring value, bring right. value, you bring 
always have something to offer. Like I learned that early on, like I used to ask people, you know, like interviews or whatever, or try to ask for funding, but what can I provide for you? And so learning that art too, like what can mm -hmm. I, this is what I can provide for you. This is my value. And so, but yeah, humble yourself, collaborate. And we there, cause we fucking dope. We got every talented thing you can think of, everything. Right. You can't Literally. tell me Milwaukee ain't got it. Right, yeah. We, everybody is pretty much getting hit for the most part. It's crazy when I go to other places, they don't know about Milwaukee. And then, you know, uh, when you actually talk to them about it, they probably bring up the bugs. They bring up like shit like backpack. They bring up um, a lot of shit that they see on the internet. The power of the internet is crazy, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what's really gonna help us go over is using the internet but once we all collaborate put all the shit on the internet milwaukee 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 that's all you're gonna see what we got jordan pool balling you know it's it's just milwaukee every fucking where and we on top of everything if you ask me oh yeah good show now um when it comes to your brand what are some exciting things you're looking forward to in uh 2023 what's next for carbon stuff um really just keep expanding so for two years now, we uh, offer public relations and communication services. So um, we help mostly nonprofits and corporations um, with like their media and stuff. So providing consulting and all that stuff. So really, I'm really excited to keep our current clients in Wisconsin and grow those. Um, but then also start to get na like, you know national clients. Like, how do I begin to get clients in Georgia, maybe Wyoming, like you know right. whatever. <laughs> like I want to. Um, so I've really been pushing positive news and doing well in that. I, I really want to become the number one source for that. But then now um, in 2023, I'm excited to uh, really hone in on our PR services and really um, um, expanding that department and hiring on people to you know help with that and just like really creating a team. Um, I know like it's getting to that point like uh, where I'm going to be able to be able to sustain a team um, and be ready for a team. Um, and I just honestly, I really feel like I'm close to whatever I'm feeling, but I feel like I'm close. And so it's just to, just to really keep pushing. But like great things have been happening and I'm really proud of myself. I have never really I feel like this is the one interview I've been like the most confident in. So I really always try to like humble myself, but like. I've been killing this shit for a long time. Right. And yeah, I've been talk planning your shit, it. man. That's what we do on this show. We talk our shit. <laughs> I've been playing in the background for a long ass time, but I've been a part of a lot of stuff with the city, like on the back end, whether it's with Carver Stone or not. And I've been helping the city. Like I real like fundraised thousands of dollars and awarded thousands of dollars to people just like us. And I, and I say that because I want people to believe that shit. Cause I know you come from Milwaukee, people play with you, but mm -hmm. I Carver Stone, we don't play. Like we real like this this real business and i want people to know you real life can do it and when opportunity is presented to you don't always don't always think somebody don't like trying to fanat with you like you know right, what i mean yeah, like yeah if you are pushing for what you want in life like i i advise everybody to read the alchemist the book the alchemist is not long um but once you know what you want in your life that shit gonna start coming full force especially if you're working for it and you're being pure in your heart and so don't question why this stuff is happening. Don't think twice about it. It's happening right. because you deserve it. And so once you realize that, man, like I realized I was able to move to Georgia from a business. I started in college that didn't even know it was a business. Right. That's, that's so nuts. dope. <laughs> that's nuts. Like, yeah, that's crazy. But, like, I still don't, it's crazy to me. And it's like, you know, you still got work. It's still so long to go. But look at the Tyler Perry's, look at the Oprah's, like, we gonna right. be them people that they gonna be like, dang, you remember that podcast they did like then? Right, you know, right, we uh -huh. both gonna be up there, and so like we gotta start talking that into each other. Like, 
you're great. Like you doing this and you're gonna it's right. gonna get even better. You're gonna get even more sponsorship. Like we gotta start as much as we talk good about ourselves and be like, I'm gonna be the number one, that person, you know, somebody else can be number one too. It's a whole bunch of number ones in the world. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, we all gonna work together and we all gonna be at the top. I mean, with like with all this uh collaborative Milwaukee energy and um, us just on the rise, it's a lot going on. I mean, this is the time to capitalize on it, if anything. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like this in 2012, 2013. It, it changed quick. You know what I'm saying? So this is the time to hop on it, capitalize. And you know me, I ain't stopping. You know, I tell everybody that come on the show, they be like, man, keep doing the show. I'm not stopping the damn show. <laughs> Why would I do that? Like, what, what like, made you even think that? Thank right, you, like, Mama, but... Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's over that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you today. Any shout outs you want to do and give us more Carbon Stone information, uh, social media, things like that. Yeah, uh, Carbon Stone, we're your weekly source of positive news. Spell us right. It's C A R B D, as like in a dog, in stone. So Carbon Stone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like Naisha Stone yeah. uh, CarbonStone.com and then it's at CarbonStone on all little socials uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn Facebook, yada 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 check out the podcast every Tuesday CarbonStone Podcast on Apple, Spotify um, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast I think or getting to that point um, but yeah, just be good people um, it's okay if you make mistakes it's alright, um, yeah. but just try to be good overall, yeah percent wise words y'all heard the lady make sure y'all go hit up cards and stone uh follow them on instagram follow them on twitter follow any anywhere you can and listen to that podcast um i just want to thank you for coming on the show today like i'm, I'm so geeked that i'm so geeked that it you know what i'm saying we got this done you know um like i said thanks for giving me your time coming on the show you know what i'm saying giving me some insight giving me uh, some perspectives some backgrounds and things like that hopefully we can do it again you know what i'm saying Oh, yeah, we're going to be elevating. Next time we do it, we both going to be in better situations. We're already okay. We're going to be better next time. 100%. <laughs> All right, y'all. Make sure y'all follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Make sure y'all follow the Loud Radio page, that Loud Radio podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. This is the final interview of the year. So, Miss Stone did the honest final interview of the year. And y'all going to see me uh, on the New Year's. I'm going to drop a mix for you guys. There's some new artists on the show and things like that. But yeah, this has been one crazy year. You know, we had a lot of great guests. We ended it off the right way. Just want to uh, give a special thanks to everybody that's listening, showing love, uh, you know, showing love on social media and things like that. Uh, I'm just happy, you know, that we're going on uh, year number four. So um, yeah, it's on and popping, man. Y'all know I ain't going to stop. So like I said, follow me on Instagram at She Fair. Follow Loud Radio Podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Get uh, those notifications coming to your phone. And that's it, man. Happy New Year. We signing out. Much love, y'all. All I want is to wake up next to Rihanna with man, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. Richard's man.
shots Can't I want what I want I've been hungry for more Don't want regrets when I'm gone Oh, what a feeling To look around, see everything you ever needed You accomplish it all I wanna be fooled I wanna be right I wanna have the world in my hands Have my fate in my hands, baby So help me be fooled Help me be right I wanna have my girl in my hands Have your love in my hands, baby
listening to Loud Radio. The hottest music podcast in the Midwest. I said, as soon as I wake up, I'ma thank my maker. Go and get this paper. I'ma stay out the way. Said, as soon as I wake up, I'ma thank my maker, go and get this paper I'ma stay out the way, yeah, 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 yeah Oh, don't waste your mind, don't waste a day uh, Oh, don't waste your mind, don't waste a day, yeah, yeah Oh, don't waste your mind, don't waste a day In the sky, I eyes. What you want, show me the prize. Are you willing to lay it on the line? They say, Work it till you shine, baby. They were switching up. We say true to us. Ain't no off days, I'ma get it. And I'm proud with my persistence. It could all be gone in an instance. So excuse me on this mission. I said, I said, as soon as I wake up. I'ma thank my maker, go and get this paper. I'ma stay out the way. Said it soon as I wake up. I'ma thank my maker, go and get this paper. I'ma stay out the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, don't waste your mind, don't waste a day. Uh, oh, don't waste your mind, don't waste a day. Yeah, yeah. 